Hey, all you beautiful souls, and welcome to the Eat, Pray, Slay podcast. My name is Shalane Carter. I'm your host. I'm also a personal trainer, yoga teacher, meditation guide, and spiritual leader. This podcast is the perfect convergence of all things health, wellness, yoga, and spirituality, and really learning to break through limitations and open yourself and your spirit up to receiving all the abundance the universe has to offer. Each week, along with myself and many other awesome guests, you'll begin to expand your knowledge and insight on how to level up and step into your highest self. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello, my Eat, Pray, Slay community. I am so, as per usual, honored, thrilled, like every time that you guys show up here on this platform to listen to podcast interviews or just me sharing and teaching and stuff like that, it really is um, such a cool experience to be able to hear back from you guys and, and you guys sharing this information and it really resonating and landing with you. So today I wanted to share a little bit um, about my experience in my uh, 300 hour yoga teacher training I just completed yesterday. I figured I should record this while it's fresh so I don't forget, um, not just forget to record, but also forget all of the, the juicy goodness. Um, and the first thing that I want to kind of lead with is I said this when I graduated my first yoga teacher training and what kind of brought me there was not actually, um, when I wanted to start yoga, um, it definitely was for flexibility. Um, yoga was becoming more mainstream in the more fitness style. Um, I think the first, not the first yoga class, but the, f- the, the first time in my life that I had taken several classes, um, it was Bikram style yoga. Um, so very hot, um, structured series um, of asanas. But as things kind of progressed and moved, every time I had taken a yoga class, there was something that at the end, there was this undeniable connection to myself that I recognized wasn't there consistently at the time. Um, But it was something that at the end of every class, whether it felt different or not, that connection piece was always there. And as I moved and kind of progressed into my um, in my practice, the the style that I practiced has shifted and changed, and um, moving into more of a an ashtanga, a vinyasa style, um, but also more yin, more surrender. But what actually drew me into the training itself was again not the flexibility. Initially. When I got into yoga, yes, it was the flexibility, but what intrigued me about learning um, yoga was how how do you become so well-versed and teach so effortlessly? And how do some teachers have this magic touch that you come to their class and every time you leave with some type of nugget that, that you then take off the mat. When they, when they say that saying, I don't know if you've ever been in a class where they say something like this, like, you know, take this from your mat into the world or something like that. And I'm like, yes, I am taking like whatever just happened off the mat and into my life, into my walking, living life. And 
I was like, I want to, I want to understand how to do that. I don't really understand how to do that. So I asked um, several people and teachers and things like that. And I got recommended to um, the, the gym that I was at, um, their program specifically by teachers who had done other programs. They had done, you know, three or four, 200 hours or 300 hour here uh, or there. And they're like, hands down, this one's the best. They're like, you will leave a changed person. And 100%, I left a changed person. Um, that for me was very much um, probably about a year prior, kind of begin, began my, I guess what some people would term like your spiritual awakening. I think it, it's not an awakening for me, it was a remembering. Um, and I think that's actually a much better term for what happens when there's a remembrance of self. When you think about it, when you're a child, there is that connection to self. You feel free, right? And you play without apology and you laugh and all of these things that and you feel your emotions. When you're angry, you're angry. You know, you, the movement is there. There's, you know, you, you don't have this idea about your body that it can't do things yet. And I left a changed person because the teachings were not just the asana practice. It wasn't just the physical. It was very much the lineage. But what actually the, the lineage, the teachings of yoga, the principles of yoga, the foundations of what actually yoga is. So yoga um, actually means to yoke, to combine, to there's a the union, to use. Um, and... So it's interesting that we automatically, especially in Western society, think yoga and we think, you know, stretching. <laughs> we think postures because yoga is actually the unification of body, mind and spirit. And it's through the practice of asana. And that's just one one tool in your tool belt is your movement, your physical practice um, that you can utilize to create and sustain that connection. And so this 300 hour was no disappointment, like whatsoever. And there is definitely a, I find it so interesting. So I'm recording this on December 19th and there is a huge, huge, massive conjunction, Saturn and Jupiter on the 21st here in two days um, that hasn't happened in, I don't know the exact years, but it's like hundreds of years, um, possibly longer. And energetically it's a huge shift it's a shift into the age of Aquarius where we really are honoring both masculine and feminine energies where there is more fluidity um, where you know this overly and heavy masculine patriarchal way of living is going to begin to drip and peel away it's already starting. We've already seen it this past year or so in 2020. And, and so this is really uh, this pinnacle moment. And so what I found so interesting, and I didn't do it on purpose, was this training ended, you know, three days before this conjunction happened, which the energy was already starting to shift. Um, I, I'm i not a, a super astrologist. Um, I know enough to dabble and kind of uh, navigate some of this for myself. So if you want more information, I'm not the person. There's actually, um, I, I have an amazing astrologer who I've, I've interviewed on here before. Um, 
if you want to scroll back, it's one of the first, it's in the first like 10 episodes. Um, her name's Kathy and she's an amazing astrologer and there's a link in there. So if you want more um, information on astrology, you can tap in there. But I find it so interesting that here moving into this age of Aquarius where things will start to fucking shift, it's inevitable, we're already feeling it, that I step out of this 300 hour training and I can feel my vibration has changed. And it's very interesting to the work that I do in working with energy healing and, and helping people um, align their energetic body, uh, specifically entrepreneurs and, and how you know business really mirrors that. I find it's going to be so interesting as my vibration has changed and shifted. I've always been able to feel it and see it in other people. Um, but sometimes again, when it's in your own body, you're so used to it, it's your normal, right? Um, it's why it, it takes us a little while sometimes to wake up to the, the patterns and the, the stagnant energy within our body that we need to clear because it has become normal. It's lived there for so long. So what's so interesting is yesterday I l literally could feel in my body and I had recognized that it had started already that I had started to shift and I have to say the the biggest takeaway for me, and I could go through a long list, I could tell you that we had amazing guest speakers every Friday. The teaching of anybody can, can practice yoga, the asana practice, because it is truly a feeling practice. It is not a doing practice. It is not a, okay, now I've achieved this because my body looks a certain way in the, in the posture practice. If you can feel what you're supposed to feel, within that posture, then then you're doing yoga right. I could tell you that. I could tell you that was one of my takeaways. I could tell you um, all of these amazing people that were really brought together and opened eyes up to really kind of talking about trauma and, and how it lives in the body. And, and if you've listened to any other episode, um, you know that's something that I deal heavily with. Um, a lot of people do come to me with chronic pain and stuff like that. And that's a last manifestation of blocked energy within the body. And so I could tell you, you know, addiction. I could tell you about, you know, all of these things that we learned about. I could tell you my practice got stronger. Um, all of these things. But what, I'm, what I really want to tell you is the biggest takeaway is that we as a society do not value the, um, the practice, the devotion, the consistency. We have, become, we have become a society who really values comfort, but as our comfort has increased, so has our pain, so has our suffering, so has our disconnect. We are, quote unquote, more connected than ever before. We have access to so much fucking information, literally in the palm of our hand. We're walking around with it. You're probably listening from your phone right now. And yet we have more loneliness, more depression, more anxiety than ever before. We also are struggling internally in our psychosis, like in our minds more than we ever have before. And what's interesting is we do less moving with our bodies. There's all of these correlations that, that I've been really piecing together throughout this entire training that I think because our society so heavily focuses on the asanas, the physical practice, it is something that's tangible for people. But what makes them stay 
what makes yoga something that they always want to come back to, right? They're like, even if they haven't been a while, like, I really want to go to a yoga class. I know this would feel good. Even if they don't do it, they recognize, like, this would feel really good, is that yoga is truly a tool. It is one of the tools that we can utilize the physical body to tap into our energetic being. How fucking powerful is that? And when you look at all the other ways you could do, you know, chanting, this is, you know, meditation. There's all of these other things that are so helpful. But in this 300 hour, this container that was created, we practiced every single day for at least an hour, if not more. Most days it was at least an hour and 15 minutes, um, plus a short like free flow practice in the afternoon, um, full hour of meditation every single day. There was yoga meals, which I've kind of uh, tiptoed around uh, what a yoga meal is and, and some other uh, podcasts on here talking about the vibration of food. Um, but it's actually when you are sitting down, there's no distractions. There's no talking while you're chewing. Um, and you put a, you're sitting down, you put a bite in your mouth, you put the fork down, you completely chew the food. You're not looking at your phone, you're not looking at a TV, you're not conversating. So there can be conversation once you're done chewing and have swallowed, but you don't want to conversate while you're actually chewing. And what happens is, is the vibration of your being and also your food when you are so present to the experience of eating changes. There's, you're able to notice satiation earlier. You're able to taste flavors. So that way there's, it eliminates this feeling and need to maybe binge or overeat because you've become so immersed in the experience. And so, you know, that's happening every day on top of us being encouraged that on the days that we aren't in class, still a yoga practice and meditation, which I did. So if I wasn't practicing at home, I was in a studio, you know, taking a class, I meditated at least, you know, five, 10 minutes, like something every single day. Um, and I made sure that I was mindful. We were on a cleanse as well. So we eliminated um, things that were, are known inflammatories to the diet. So alcohol, caffeine, animal products, gluten, sugar, um, and then as a kind of pollutant or inflammatory item for the mind, uh, social media. So again, a lot of you follow me on Instagram. You probably noticed like a heavy pullback from from posting. Um, I really just wanted to be present. And this amount of devotion and practice to not myself, which is the funny part is it is for you, but it was in order to be at my highest self, my highest vibration, the, the best and most brilliant expression of me, I need to do these things to take care of myself. I recognize that when I am doing them, when I am moving my body, when I am silencing my mind, when I am thoughtful about what I'm consuming, again, these are all physical things, right? So I'm, I'm not like, these are things that you're tangibly doing. Those things, the living part, when I'm intentionally living is when I feel the most yoked. That's, and not like jacked yoked, that's when I feel the most union. It's actually when I feel the most union is when there's this committed devotion. And it was so wild that it's like the, the practice doesn't have to look the same every day. You don't have to master. I, I honestly wouldn't say I, I like nailed any postures that I wasn't before, to be honest. 
there were days my practice was really shitty and I was like, I got through it, the end. <laughs> um, and there were days that I was sticking a handstand for 30 seconds, 45 seconds, a minute. And I was like, okay, well maybe I come down now so I can continue to practice. And I was like, shit, look at me go. And there were days that I literally could not get both my feet stacked on top of my hips to save my damn life. But I showed up. I committed to myself. I still, it's over the holiday season. I still went to functions, but I said no to alcohol. I said no to eating meat. I would just make something different. I'm eating more vegetables. I feel so much fucking better because I have committed to practices that hold my vibration higher than if I try to force it alone. It naturally, by these practices, raises my vibration and creates this benchmark for me to always come back to. And so as much as the, the 300 hour was, it, it was wonderful. Like it was a, a great way to connect with humans from all over the world. They had so much to teach and I, I feel like I'm a much better teacher, yes. My more fluid, more rhythmic, my metaphors are better, my storytelling is better, my fluidity in, in teaching is significantly better. I can feel it as, it, it feels like it's just channeling out of me that rather than trying to really fight for words to describe things. But that's come because I've, I've been in a devotion It's called bhakti, the practice of, of yoga in which is uh, a devotional practice is bhakti, bhakti yoga. And so unbeknownst, I think, to a lot of times uh, bhakti is like a prayer or kind of spiritual practice, but, but really it translates from Sanskrit to English as devotion. And I think practicing anything like that as, as an offering, as like a prayer to, I practice so that I can show up as the best version of me. I practice because it makes me a better partner, a better mother, a better businesswoman, more creative, more playful, more fun, because it makes me feel alive in my body. Not because I want more flexible hamstrings. <laughs> Although that seems to be a perk, like over time, um, still could use a little, little more give back there, but you know, couldn't we all? Well, I'm practicing. I've got this devotion going on. Um, but even when we talk about, you know, in business, in relationships, we kind of want all of these things to come very quickly. We've done a little bit. Okay, now show me some results. And so when I sit here and I tell you that here I took a yoga teacher training and my practice didn't really change much, you would think that I didn't get out of it what I, I thought I was going to get. And yes, I'm a better teacher. But I wouldn't say it's like a day and night difference. I would say like the dimmer got turned up a bit. I'd say there's a little sparkle in there now. So to, in what we think and perceive as how we're going to receive things back to us, right? We're putting all this in. I paid for it. I'm putting all this energy into it. You know, what I think or what you think you should get back when you limit yourself to those things that you're just going to be a better teacher. You know, that you're just going to have a better yoga practice. 
You limit yourself to all of the blessings that could come. So this devotion, this practice of showing up for your highest healing allows your vibration to be open to receiving all gifts. And that, that is why I continue to show up. It, I had this like aha moment a few weeks ago and we hadn't finished yet. And I was like, this allows me to be so much more perceptive, so much more intuitive, so much, um, so much more clarity. And to me, that's invaluable. That's an invaluable exchange. What a gift. And it's really one that I, I didn't anticipate getting, if I'm being completely honest. I didn't anticipate feeling my vibration change. I didn't anticipate um, having this like visceral need to create. There, I, there were so many like, we did a full day of meditation. Yes, you heard me, full day of meditation. So we practiced for an hour in the morning. Um, or like it was like an hour and a half, eight, and then we meditated an hour on, 10 minute break, an hour on, 10 minute break, an hour on, 10 minute break, full day. And in the last, um, the last hour, I received information about what, what I call like a download hits from the universe, you know, these aha moments of like the trajectory of my life and where I'm supposed to take it. And it's huge. It's big, but it's also, I recognize that there's a reason why I had that idea and there's a reason why things have snowballed in the way that they have in my life. And all of that makes sense because I've, I've devoted myself and this time to be at my highest vibration and, and be, be a student, be a student of life and really be open to all that it has to offer. And in that openness, in that raw, vulnerable expanse is the space for things to come in. And so I'm really excited to move forward into what this means for the next coming years, what this means as offerings to you all, um, as, as ways that I can help you raise your vibration as well, clear out um, energetic gunk um, so that you can also raise your vibration and be able to recognize when it feels off and things that that deter you from your truest alignment because they're different for every single person and so finding those is so important um, i look forward to being able to help so many of you put put money into things that grow life i am excited to create this thriving community where people are being paid for their gifts being paid to express themselves, to support and serve others. Um, it's, it's very cool to, to know that and to be given that like nudge, nudge, wink, wink, go do this, uh, from source, from the divine. And, uh, that's what I feel grateful for. I feel grateful that the container that was created was just so that it allowed the and encouraged that devotion and that just starting over every single time that you're like oh this feels off starting again and never being discouraged never being like oh i fell off the wagon fuck it instead it was like no great here's an opportunity to recollect 
to reignite. And when you look at things that way, that it is never a fuck up, that it's always an opportunity for something different, for change, for change for better, for change for different, for for learning something new, for knowing what you don't want or what you do want. It no longer feels like you can ever really make a quote unquote wrong choice. Now there are going to be choices that serve you better than others. Do not get me wrong. So don't take this out of context. But there are going to be choices that sometimes you had to make in order to learn things the hard way because you needed that lesson. You needed that hard lesson. And instead of being upset about yourself or judging yourself or anything like that, like containers like this really create this opportunity for us to be witnessed in our raw, authentic selves. And one of the last things that I said in um, our... Um, final hour of, of class together was, you know, we're kind of going all around and, and, you know, saying our kind of goodbyes, so to speak. And I said, you know, this, this container is really beautiful because it really makes me think of, I think, I think this way, a lot of it has to do with the energy work that I do and literally moving. Like when you think about energy is cannot be destroyed. Um, it can be transmuted. It can be changed, all of these things. And, and, atoms themselves, these particles behave differently when they are being observed and they're being witnessed. The observer changes the observed. So energy, atoms, um, protons, neutrons, electrons, like they behave differently just by being witnessed, a particle or a wave. And so here in this container, which is why I'm, I'm such an advocate for group group uh, dynamics and and really connecting and um, creating community and collaboration. When you are allowed to be witnessed by another human being in your rawest, most authentic form, you're vulnerable as fuck. (laughs) You're crying. You're like the highest of high, lowest of lows. And there's all these people that are both witnessing you. But they're also themselves being witnessed they're the same thing you're both the support and you are both the observer and the observed it changes you it changes the way your energy behaves because all of these people in this container are equally as invested in your growth and your happiness because they recognize that when they see that in you, it's a reflection of themselves. They realize in the witnessing that they are changed as well. So it's just, I think there were, you know, there are, I literally went back and forth. I was like, I want to share, you know, my, my experience. Um, not because I think everybody should go through a yoga teacher training, although I do. Because yoga teacher training is not, it's not a, a, a yoga course especially this one. So if you're interested in it, you can always send me a message and I can send you more information. Um, But it's not a yoga course. It's not about learning asanas and postures. This is about learning about you. It's about learning about who you are. This is a a self-discovery course, a a self-discovery training, so to speak. And so when I was thinking about what I was going to say, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to hit record and see what comes out. Um, which always seems to be the best ones, to be honest. They're completely channeled 
um, speaking. I really have no idea, honestly, what I said for the last, we're hitting 27 minutes now, just over, and I have no idea what I, I said. Um, I know I talked about devotion, um, but the rest of it is kind of a blur. And so when those things happen, I recognize it. It's really those being that connected to, to what needs to be shared for not just me, but also for you guys as well. That's what's most important. And so I just let it flow. And uh, actually, to be honest with you guys, a lot of my podcasts are that way. <laughs> a lot of my single ones. Um, so I, I hope that if you took nothing away from this other than finding yourself groups, community, um, people who are witnessing you in all the facets of who you are in a loving and kind and accepting way. That's what you need. That's what you need to be to be the best version of yourself is this continual showing up, no matter what it looks like, this devotion, this bhakti, this continual showing up for the highest healing and the highest version of yourself in a space where that can be witnessed by others is one of the most powerful things you can do for transformation. It's one of the most powerful things that you can do to heal yourself, to be able to grow and evolve. And I wish, I wish that for you because I love you. I really do. I love you with all my heart and I appreciate you. I appreciate you for being here. If you're feel alone, if you feel like you don't have community, if you are listening to this, you do. You can always send me a DM. You can always send me an email, shalanecarter at gmail.com. Um, please reach out because you are deserving of somebody to witness your greatness. You are deserving the support of the support of that, of who you are, of who you want to grow, grow into. You deserve to have somebody in your corner. So I love you. Cheers. Cheers.